0: Castro what's going on this is Castro and this is part two with Robert Rodnitsky the executive director of Philadelphia Norm the national organization for the reform of marijuana and in this episode we talk about gun permits CDL or commercial Driver's license in marijuana and release inmates getting their medical marijuana because of PSD enjoy I had someone ask me about uh, weed and parole you know or are there any loopholes, or is it gonna be legal when they're on parole?
1: So the answer to that was we were actually, we're working on that with the Senator's office. Uh, we're trying to do a, a education from the top tier down, which is a very difficult thing to do in Pennsylvania by the nature of, of the, um, the penal system. Um, so n- not everybody subscribes to the same code of education, but we have been instructed that it is far better, um, and we have been instructed from the office, um, from the from government offices. I don't want to quote which department just yet till um, we have definitive um, liability on that. But what we have been told thus far is that if you are coming back into society, it is far better for you to get your medical card. And if you're coming back into society, whether you are male or female, you will fall almost automatically under the diagnosis of PTSD. The state of Pennsylvania considers that doing incarcerated time is a very traumatic experience, thus PTSD post-traumatic experience, most inmates and most, um, most males and females I would say probably 99.9 will be able to qualify for that diagnosis. Now, once they get their medical card, if they were to test hot only for cannabis, they would be then excused. Now, if they don't have the medical card, it's back to wherever you do when you break parole. Now, it's up to the parole officer. Some parole officers, they're cool about it. Not as many.
0: So you're saying right out of prison they're getting their medical marijuana cards?
1: As soon as you get out of prison, and if, they, if, if someone cannot find a doctor, they, then they come see Normal, and we will find them a doctor. It is their right. They have served their time. Um, everyone knows that serving time in prison can leave a lot of traumatic experiences. So they are entitled to that card because someone that comes back into society... They're more at risk to use opioids or some other um, heroin, uh, meth. We would much rather them stay with compassionate care with cannabis. We know that inmates, when they come out, we know that they find great comfort in cannabis, and it leads to absolutely nothing but productive behavior. And these inmates, um, um, or from whatever institution that that they're coming from, um, we find that reintroducing them back into the system over a cannabis offense is probably the worst thing that you could do. What we need to do is protect them from being reintroduced to opioids because when someone is that clean for that long of a period of time and they use for the first time they may very well likely fall back into the same trap because if they haven't been high for that period of time on opioids they're gonna chase that just like they chased it for the first time. So our goal now is to work with the parole officers and we're actually, I don't have the, the definitive start time, but we're actually going to be starting to train parole officers in instructing their inmates that they should be getting their medical cannabis card. There are some parole officers that have actually gotten hip to it and, and are recommending it, but but I would tell you in pencil talking, no way, no way, especially in a, in a state where we make money from prisons, no way. So... Anyone that hears this, and if you've served time, you you call up Philly Normal, and we'll make sure that uh, you get under uh, post-traumatic stress disorder.
0: Wow. So if you have a certified parole officer, he can get you your medical marijuana card. What about for a uh, CDL holder?
1: So I have a CDL myself. Uh, I've been a commercial driver uh, as long as they've been out. Um, for all the years that I've been doing it, I, like everyone else, uh, would have to... Uh, I'm a cannabis user, so I would have to lie or borrow someone else's urine or find some way to pass the test. What people should know is that for the bulk of the urine test now, they're not screening for cannabis anymore. <laughs> so you may just be able to take your test. What I strongly recommend is that you do not, the admittance of having a marijuana card puts the doctor in a very precarious spot. So if you have a marijuana card, it's your business and no one else. The state does not release that information to anyone and it is not necessary to release it to your doctor when you're going through your time of your urine test. If whatever you've been doing to do clean urine, I would suggest that you keep doing it. For me, on the other hand, because I am the executive director, I did decide to challenge it. And it put my doctor in a very challenging position, which was basically under federal mandate. See, not under state, this is federal and a medical card is a federal card because you're going in between state to state. So that is a federal mandate. The doctor is not allowed to do the test. So if you walk in and you educate your doctor to the fact that you are a medical cannabis card, you have now put your doctor in a very precarious situation because he has to lie. So I would suggest not doing that and keep that information to yourself as long as you've been doing it thus far. In my situation, the doctor turned me down so I actually went in and I kept my commercial driver's license. However, I am not allowed to travel outside of the state. I did what's called a self-medical exam, and uh, the Department of Motor Vehicles in Pennsylvania will accept that, but you cannot get an intrastate card, which allows you to go to other states. That card will not be accepted, so if I were to get pulled over in another state, I could potentially be fined for not having a valid medical card. In the state of Pennsylvania, I would be covered. So there are, if you choose to keep your CDL and you stay in Pennsylvania, you can do what's called a self-test. And interesting enough, you have certain organizations out there that are already starting to light, let loose. Like for example, SEPTA drivers do not fall under the federal testing. So SEPTA can, you can keep your CDL license and work with SEPTA but you don't fall under a federal card. So now you're under the jurisdiction of SEPTA. SEPTA has its own policy on cannabis. So you should check with every one of your, every one who's listening to this should be checking with their employers to find out what their employer's policy. I don't believe that SEPTA's out there telling people to quit marijuana. I do believe that SEPTA has a rule that says not within eight hours of driving. I know that for a fact there are ways to have your blood tested that someone can tell that you're within 8 hours of driving but technically all of us who use cannabis are DUI because the way it's set up right now is we're all DUI for 30 days because as long as you have cannabis in your system you're DUI for 30 days so it doesn't matter if you smoked and and it was 15 days ago if you get into an accident and they pull your blood you are DUI so these things is these things have to change these are the um, items that we're working on with the senator's office, but it's also, it's a federal issue, too. So anyone who has a CDL, you need to make two choices. Um, either, A, you, you you interstate it and you self examine yourself, um, or you take a shot at uh, either keeping your urine clean or understand that a lot of doctors now are not testing for THC in the urine test. What most doctors are looking for under the federal mandate is diabetes and... Yes, because diabetes, if you have high blood sugar, that you can pass out behind the wheel. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So they're looking for those types of things now. They're not necessarily... They're certainly looking for the hardcores. You know, cocaine, meth, uh, opioids, yes. But cannabis, I've spoken to at least a dozen doctors, and not one of them are screening for the cannabis in the system now because they just don't want to be hassled. Don't forget, a doctor makes money by you coming to get your... uh, medical card, and if you uh, choose not to take the test, then they have to give you your money back. So, and in my case, it was the same as I paid him the money and as soon as I explained to him the cannabis, he refunded my money and said, I can't test you. <laughs> so, so the doctors, believe me, they need the money too. So remember one thing I've said, if you get anything from this, the state has said clearly that the medical cards are the business of the medical card holder and the state and no one else. And that means no one else. So that means that gun people don't get access to it. That means that federal people don't get access to it. That means it is the property of the state. And if, for example, people ask me about the gun thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you have a permit to carry, what it says on the permit to carry right now is, do you have a medical card? So if you lie, you could be caught only because you, if you have to produce your medical card, it will say on the card that the time of your issuance of the card was before the issuance of the uh, right-to-carry card. So what I suggest to folks is get your carry card first because then when you answer the question, do you have a medical cannabis card, you'll be saying the truth, and no, you don't. And then if you choose to get a gun later, and specifically the cannabis uh, part of it, then at least uh, you'll have the to carry out of the way. Always when you get a gun, they will ask you, do you use illegal drugs? I can't tell someone how to answer that question. They gotta figure that one out for themselves. (laughs) But I will tell you that the database is not to be shared with anyone. So if you had a permit to carry and then you went to go get a, a cannabis medical card and then somebody showed at your house and said, I want your permit to carry, you would then know that the state violated your card uh, rights, which would then be a HIPAA violation, which is then punishable by a lawsuit. So the state has said they're not sharing the records. That would be a HIPAA violation of your medical records. The only way that someone with a gun permit could get that record would be through a state. Uh, So I think you'd have a pretty good case on your hands. To my knowledge to this day, no one has had to turn in their guns nor their their permits to carry. So all this rolls around is we are in such a time, we're in such a time right now, where you have to be very precarious of what you do, but even marijuana users have the right to bear arms. We really do. So I, I, I hope that clarifies for the CDL and for the gun permits in one pass.
0: Yes, it does, and which should you get first?
1: Gun permit first, and hopefully, Within a year, we'll have this straightened out. The feds are really coming on board quickly. Um, and, you know, the sad fact is firemen, except for in Harrisburg, uh, Pittsburgh, firemen across this country, this state are not allowed to have a cannabis card, neither are police. So there are people out there that feel that policemen, it's okay for them to drink, but it's not okay for them to smoke because they're afraid if they smoke, they'll be reckless with the gun. Most cannabis users find that very um, hilarious. But, you know, you have firemen who run into burning buildings and risk their lives every day for a pittance of a paycheck, just like a police officer who puts his body in front of a bullet. Uh, not, these guys are on painkillers. They deserve They deserve the right to have a cannabis card. And to right now, they're not allowed. These are normal's mission state.
0: I mean, of course, if they allow firefighters and also police officers to get their medical marijuana card, they definitely need to expunge any marijuana records or every marijuana record.
1: Well, that's the goal. (laughs) That is the goal. Because after all, why would we imprison anybody for using a plant? The other drugs I get, I get, you know, with cannabis, the more that we regulate it, the, rest, the, 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 the less it's in gangs, violence's um, spectrum because they just, it's not, they can't control it anymore. I think you're gonna see a lot of more, more of this legalization. You know that um, Colorado just legalized psychedelic mushrooms. Oh, really? Can't wait to see how that one fares out. <laughs> but yeah, that's a biggie because that's different than cannabis. Uh, you know you can smoke cannabis, and yeah, I think you can smoke till you're blue in the face. But psychedelic drugs? That's a whole nother ball game. I mean, literally, that's another ball game.
0: Hey, that wraps up part two, and I'll be releasing part three shortly. And in part three, we speak about speakeasies and injection sites. So, see you then. Castro.